Hello and welcome to Demon Melbourne Demon's Fire Podcast. Meet, once again, we got sucked in by the preseason. We, as we always do. I got sucked in by the preseason. There we go. And once again, we were disappointed. Why do I do this every year? Do you know what? There's always this sense of inevitability about it, which is kind of comforting. Like, but, I just knew, I knew that we would find a way to lose. Oh, I was just drinking the Kool-Aid. And in hindsight, maybe I put a little bit too much stock into the JLT game against North Melbourne. I think that's right. I think you thought that, like, Nibbler was going to win a brown low because he managed to dominate in a JLT game against North Melbourne. I know. I know. I do this every year. Um... But it's, it hurt. I, I really didn't see it coming. Like I, I did. I don't know. I just... Do you know what? It was funny because after Menzel missed those two shots, right. I was like, we're going to have a sniff, but we'll just find a way to lose. I just... I, like, no, actually, that's not true. When Gorn marked the ball, right. I thought there's no way we could lose this. But no, of course we did. So it's <laughs> like, you know... And I forgive you feel for Max because he played such a good game. Well, um, he was so dominant. It's just that last... But that last 16 seconds is all that people will really remember sometimes. Well, I remember early in the game making one of my terrible predictions when I said, um, when Gorn was lining up a goal and you said he's a terrible shot. I said that. And I said, no, Gorn is a bad shot, but he's a clutch goal you kicker. You said that. He, and then, and you, then he kicked it. And then he kicked that minutes. goal for yeah. 15. And I was very smug. Yeah. And then when he took the mark straight in front, I, I was celebrating. I was dancing all over the I know, I room. saw you. Um... Yeah. It wasn't, Maybe it he's was, not quite the clutch. This is like when I thought Tom Bug was a clutch goal scorer as well. You think that? you just? <laughs> you, I think you throw around clutch too frequently. I, I think that you just think that everybody's... There's only, like clutch milkshakes, I think, is a real thing. But I'm not sure about um, clutch, uh, clutch... I don't believe in anything anymore. Maybe yeah. that's not true. Oh, I'll tell you who's not clutch. Though. Christian Petrarca. My God. Oh, There's two not. shots. It was just quite... It was quite bad. I'd like to believe, though, that he might develop a little bit like Watts because I remember Watts early in his career would always screw up late in games when he needed a shot yeah and then after a while he's just I think realized hey I'm a better kick than all you bozos yeah I'll just kick it through I know I'm hoping Petrarca gets that stage I hope so as well but it was quite comical that our like three best players in the last minute managed to like muck up shots at goal Oliver Petrarca gone I know, I know. It's but, just, it's quite extraordinary. But given, I mean, given Menzel's misses, we didn't deserve to win. I don't oh, think. I don't think we deserved to win because I just thought we were so bad, particularly in the second quarter. I mean, yeah. the first quarter was like, nobody was really applying team defense on both sides. It was just yeah. kind of like, there was no real pressure, I don't think. I mean, both defenses were really bad. Yeah. But then in the second quarter, particularly after Harry Taylor went off, I just... Oh, that was a disgrace. It was really I mean, a bit they had a bad defense at the start. They didn't have Henderson to start with. Yeah, and then they, they lost Harry Taylor. Taylor. I know. They have no defense. I know. And I was very disappointed in our forwards, I have to say. Yeah, I, th- I think that Garlett didn't play a great game. Garlett was poor. Um, honestly, I didn't think Hogan had a particularly good game. I know he kicked a couple of goals. Three. But how many marks do you remember him taking? Yeah, so one so one goal was he marked it, but then somebody – that's right, he got given – someone um, – Didn't he get a 50-minute penalty? He got a 50-minute penalty, that's yeah, right. And then he another goal – he kicked one from 50 or something like that. Yeah, which was like Fritch sort of tapped it down to him. Yeah. And then he kicked – He kicked like, a snap from the boundary. I don't think that was a mark either, though. No, it was. It was. It was Garlic kicked it to him. Right. On the boundary. I don't know. I just thought he should After have been... dubious potential free kick. <laughs> I thought he should have been towering all over that defence. Yeah. And maybe, look, it is the delivery into the forward line. They're but he just, didn't seem to be in a dangerous position Oh, I the think they just bombed him way too high. I don't know. We've just been doing it for so many years now. But the sort of entry into the forward line is still a real problem. Like, it's yeah. just... Everything is so high. 
Yeah, uh, the, so the delivery is poor. A lot of our smaller forwards didn't play all that well. There I wasn't mean, really enough pressure at all. I Hannon, Garlett. Yeah. I mean, Fritch started really well. Yeah, he did. Um, that first mark was excellent. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think he probably got tired as the game went on, which is fair enough. Right. Um, so that was really poor. It just felt like last season, you know? Oh, it we, felt like nothing has changed. It really we felt like... We have one bad quarter. Yeah. We're catching up. Yeah. We nearly catch up and then we still lose. Like, that I was the Hawthorne really game last year, the Fremantle game. Yeah. Right. Even, like, the Collingwood-Queen's birthday game. I mean, we really probably should have lost that game. Right. You know? And even, like, the Gold Coast game, it was kind of similar. Like, yeah. we just played really badly. Right. And then, you know, luckily enough, we ended up coming back over, running over the top over them in the second half. But it was, again, the same, like, terrible, like, like it's it's like our sort of quarters, they're not just bad, they're, like, horrendous to yeah. the point where they're conceding, like, 30 goals, 30 goals, 30 points, rather. And there's got to be a bit of pressure of Goodwin about that. Oh, yeah. Because you think, I understand that a lot of footy is momentum, but I think we have these wild swings. We've been having them for too long, right? Yeah, I agree. Surely at a certain point you just say, hey, this is going against us, let's put two loose players back yeah. for 10 minutes and just slow well, things down. what did you think of Goodwin's coaching performance, to, to turn to a new topic? Uh, I mean... What did you think of the move to shift Maynard onto Ablett? I thought that was fine, but I think that was an indictment on the fact we don't have a tagger, which really frustrates me. Because in the past when we've played against Ablett, we've had even someone like Geordie McKenzie. Look who's calling for Geordie McKenzie to return to the team. Geordie McKenzie's a very limited player, but he did limit Ablett to some extent. He was very good on Ablett. And I think it's weird that a team that, you know, with pretensions of being top four doesn't have, I think, a legitimate tagger. Who's our best tagger? Well, Bernie Vince used to be a tagger, but now he's not I don't not think he's got the anymore. engine to do it or the pace. Um, but I think it's not many people have the pace to go with Ablett. He's just a freak. He's just so Yeah, good. but do you think amazing. we could develop someone? I mean, yeah, it's very it tough on bit, Maynard. I thought so as well. Like, I mean, I know that there was a lot of um, sort of furor about Maynard after the game and people were like, oh, he can't really kick properly, blah, blah, blah. But he was having a hard game. I mean, he literally got sent to Ablett at halftime right. and then just had to sort of blanket him for the rest of the game. Yeah. And look, Ablett wasn't as great in the first, in the second half as he was in the yeah. first half. So I think Maynard something. probably had some effect on that's it. That's something. I yeah. mean, like, you know. He's still getting the ball, but he wasn't quite as damaging in the second half. Right. And to be fair, yeah. the whole, to be fair, their whole team was worse in the second half, right? So it's right. not just Ablett. But the point is, is that, you know, like, I definitely think he was trying to do the right thing. And I think that it is, it is hard to sort of go, well, he needs to be axed simply because he couldn't tag Gary Ablett, which wasn't really what he was in the team to do in the first instance. Right? I don't think so. Yeah. And I think yeah. we need to develop a tagger. We need someone like Tom Bug, who just has that tagging Why look about just, him. But this is the thing. I think you just want Tom Bug to be a tagger because he reminds you of like, um, Ryan Crowley or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's got that's that exactly sort of look like. about him, that yeah. like Nigla who's a bit of a pest. And he's a massive pest, but I think that's that should be his role. Well, umpires would hate him. Umpires would hate him. I think he'd get a lot of free kicks against him. The thing is, he's a very um, he's fast and he's fit. So he's actually very he's a good runner. Yeah, I don't know. I think we should develop him to be that kind of player. And even but if, how many teams really have taggers these days? I know it's going out of fashion. It's totally out of fashion. I mean, this was the whole debate with Nathan Buckley and Tom Mitchell, right? I mean, not many teams just have. Well, I think it should go back into fashion. Yeah. Because I think if you've got a really good tagger, like Ben Jacobs or something, yeah. if you can, if you could keep Ablett in that game to 20 possessions, I don't care. We're going to win, even if we have one player who's playing purely defensively. Yeah. I just refuse to believe that's not a good outcome. And you don't use them every week. You use them against those like rare teams with superstars. Who just, yeah, who are just unstoppable, really. Right. And we did it well against Dangerfield. Yeah. Right? Well, when Vince, but when Vince went to him. Right, right. But yeah, you, you, you've you been calling for Tom Bug to become a tagger for a while now. Tom Bug, or even in the short term, and I'm going to say this cautiously so people don't yell at me, someone like Gus. 
As Gus is no, not a tag. Other, it's the dumbest thing I've ever. What heard. if we call him a role player? No, don't role player. <laughs> it's a bit less offensive. That's just so harsh. No, as, well, he's like picked two in the draft, and he's like a very talented player. I think he's going to be a gun. But you know what? The thing about him is he is quick. He's an excellent tackler. At least in the short term, why can't he play next to Ablett? He can learn some stuff in the meantime. Well, I do see. I don't mind that because I think that's a little bit like what Ruzi did with Viney. Right. You know, when Viney was sort of going to the opposition's best player. I mean, Viney played on Selwood in that famous Geelong victory. Right, 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 right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, something like that could be could I be. I do love doing. that you've like now relegated him to being a tagger. Uh, you think I've got something against Gus. I like Gus. I just think he needs to find a role. But anyway, we'll come well, to that. Well, but we've discussed this before on this podcast, how I don't think that they've probably carved out a role for him. And this whole sort of, you know, desire to be flexible has potentially come at the cost of, you know, a desire to have a settled team where people right. know what they're meant to be doing. Right. Right, and this could be the role for a while. And the thing about being a run-with player is you're in the is you're, you're in the, in the middle of it. Yeah, it's yeah. true. You've got an opportunity to become a ball winner yourself, really, in right. some ways. Right, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, despite that, so we're pissed. It's very frustrating. There's still been some stupid commentary from the media this week about this game. Oh, there's been some really bad commentary. Okay, so this brings us to the Damian Barrett Award for outstanding uh, achievement in the field of journalism for this week, and. This was hilarious because we were watching um, Talking Footy on Channel Seven, of course. and one of our full media diet exactly. And one yeah. of our favorite favorite commentators, I mean this very sarcastically, is none other than BT Brian Taylor. I actually think he is my most hated football personality, even more than Damien Barrett. That's not right. No, he is really Damien Barrett. I hate, but I read his sliding doors with a bit of relish every week. I want to see what. No, because there's something hilarious about it. Because it's always the same sort of. Um, yeah. He's like sort of a bit like Karen, right? He loves sort of how if he loves talking about messaging. Right. Messaging is like his theme, right? BT. Firstly, so BT bad. pronouncing the name Parfit. Yeah, it's so weird. Parfit. Parfit. It's he so weird. He is insufferable. But anyway, go on, Nita. I don't know. There's some other ones who I think are quite painful. What about Basil Zemplers? Oh, yeah. Basil's the same category. But once again, I've got a little bit of sympathy oh, There's for something actually quite just, endearing about Basil He's Zemplers. just calling a bit above his station. You calling know? him yeah. above his station. He, he should be doing local footy and he kind of got a bit lucky. BT, on the other hand, it's people terrible. like it. Do they? It makes me sick. No, yeah, they do. Really? Yeah. I don't think so. Um, well, anyway, so this week's award goes to BT for this insightful and hilarious comment on Talking Footy. And listen, there were a couple of issues. 15 seconds before that, Oliver had taken a mark and had the opportunity from the same position to go back and have a set shot. He didn't want He didn't want to do that. He didn't want that opportunity, I guess, so he played on. So that's why the award <laughs> has to go to BT. The suggestion that Oliver, like, deliberately marked the ball and thought, I don't want to make this my problem. I don't want to Ooh, win the game. I don't the want the games. responsibility. I don't want the responsibility of winning the game, so therefore I'm, I'm just, just going to... indiscriminately kick the ball yeah, in the air. exactly. That That's insane. So he dumb. obviously just didn't know it was a mark. He didn't think yeah. anyone was going to pay it as a mark. It was a scrappy kick. It was about yeah. 15, 20 metres. Exactly. He didn't I mean, know. Yeah, maybe the pressure got to him. But so it's so dumb. I know. Unbelievable. Anyway. And the, that's the crap from the major broadcaster of AFL. You're really up and about today, aren't you? You're getting stuck into everyone. BT's the worst commentator in the world. Gus should be a tagger. You're just full of all these like horrible calls today, aren't you, Kieran? All right. Well, I stand by the BT one. Um, Next, let's get to some of the big questions. We've already talked about the tagger, but did Goodwin cost us this game at team selection? I think yes, 100%. I mean, I just thought that a lot of the time, so Gorney slaughtered Zach Smith, Mm. but... 
the problem is, is I just don't think he really had anyone to hit the ball down to. Right. Like it felt like Viney out. with Viney out and it was basically just Oliver and Petrarca and that yeah. was it. And Jones so, played a very good game. Jones did play a decent game. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. I mean, I think he, he was really good in the first half and then he sort of, weirdly, no, he was very good in the first quarter actually from memory. No, I disagree a little bit. I think he got a lot of the ball in the first quarter, was a bit loose with it, but I thought he got better. That's true. Maybe that's right. That's true, actually. But in, in, in any case, like, he did a solid job. He did, but... yeah. But I just think that the problem was um, Gorney had the ball, was getting so many hit-outs, but we just weren't capitalising on it enough because right. we were missing someone like Tyson, who reads the ball quite well when it comes from Gorn. Well, we've discussed this before on the podcast. I mean, we both get frustrated with Tyson, but I think he's probably the best reader of Gorn's taps in our team. I think maybe Vine is probably a bit better, but I think he's up there. Uh, yeah, okay, he's in the top couple. Yeah, I agree. He's got a great relationship with, with Gorn. Yeah, he it does. reminds me a little bit of um, Jamar and Maloney. You know, that, that kind of pairing where players who weren't necessarily that amazing just had a great relationship with their Ruckman. Just really, uh, Maloney. <laughs> that was kind of an un- unnecessary shot at Tyson, wasn't it? But <laughs> really, just going all out today with the calls, okay? But um, but bizarre that he didn't didn't play. Yeah, I because he was good in that, that second about. JLT game. He was. Right? He was excellent. I thought he was great actually. Yeah. Um, and then he apparently played really well in the case. Yeah, game. he kicked a few really nice goals. I think, but you know, there was this rumor going around, which is quickly being dispelled, which is that he wasn't selected because he was. The unionist trying to... <laughs> he was the activist trying to, uh, you right. know, starting the picket line about right. the camp. You bust the union by exactly. taking the head of the snake. Exactly. Dom Tyson, yeah. Dom Tyson, the head of the union. But, I mean, I don't think that's right. Yeah, that sounds that sounds That sounds absurd to me. Because, I mean, I assume there, was, there were plenty of other players who didn't want to go on the camp who played. Right. Um, yeah, wasn't it like 14 players protesting Yeah, I mean, something? that's like half the team, really. No, so, I, I, I think that's garbage. But whatever the case is, I think it's bizarre not to pick him when we really have a depleted strange. midfield. When we have a depleted midfield and when Viney's not out, I don't know why you do that. And same with Gus. I mean, like, you just pick, you know, good, quick midfielders. I think that's the thing. I felt a little bit like we were on the, on the slow side right. with um, Vince and Lewis and, you know. And I think as well, Gus is a player who probably is suffering a little bit of lack of confidence. He's had a very unlucky couple of years. Oh, totally. Just to not select him for round one. I know. When we've got, when Viney is out and when we're yeah. lacking some, you It's know, not like we have all these compelling alternatives. No. No, I completely agree. I think that they just need to really commit to him. But, you know, I was a bit disappointed in that. And I was it was a bit of a head scratcher um, to see Wagner come in. But, you know, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, Wagner's gotten sort of eviscerated in the in mm. the uh, Melbourne Forum world uh, that we sort of are very uh, yeah. familiar with. Um, but, you know, I thought he had a couple of nice tackles. But, yeah, I don't think he should have been in the team over Dominic. I think Wagner did some nice things late in the game. That's It was yeah. a great tackle on Joel Selwood. Yeah. The thing about Wagner is people are a bit rough on him. He's not a bad player. And he did start his career very well. He's perfectly solid. I don't think he's, like, the kind of player that comes in and you think he's totally incompetent. No, no, no. I just would like to believe that we've got 22 players who are better than him across the season. And he'll come in when he has a specific role and maybe, you know, go out when he doesn't. Yeah, um, but in any case, I am surprised that Gus didn't play. The Tyson thing, I think, was bizarre. It's so strange. I oh. don't know what's going on with Goodwin. Right. And, oh, God. Well, secondly, let's turn to our defense, oh. which I think was really disappointing. Yeah, no, it really makes it clear. I mean, look, what did you think of Lever's game? I think Lever was very poor, and he got exposed as a one-on-one defender, he got which has been the way knock on him. Times. I know. The thing, the thing is, that what I like about him is, is, you know, in the second half, he had a couple of efforts which were really, really mm. strong and real desperation efforts, yeah. um, which I really liked. And obviously, he can sort of will himself back into the contest. But I think ultimately, it wasn't a great game. You know, I think the reality is, is we have to play Frost. Leaves is not a—he's not a 
one-on-one player in that sense. He's a creative creator. We have to play Frost in addition to... Yeah, I think so. Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- I don't think that we can... Yeah, I think so. And, and maybe it depends on the team. Maybe it depends on, you know, how... Whether or not they've got these bare forwards that keep terrorising us. I mean, right. this week against Brisbane, you know, I don't really love the matchup of Oscar McDonald versus Eric Kipwood, but, you know, that's not... It's, it's not like Oscar McDonald versus Buddy, so it's not, you know, right. as bad, but... So maybe this week might not be the week that they choose to bring Frost back, but you know certainly maybe next against next week against North Melbourne, Ben Brown just annihilated us last year. Right. Maybe it's the time to bring him back in. Yeah, because I think Lever looks good when he's on the third forward. Yeah. Um, and so he did look better when 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 Lewis became the loose man. Yeah. And. and um, kind of freed him up, I think, to, to play that role. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interestingly, though, Lever apparently plays on Jesse at training. Right. right. So well, a lot of things happen at training meets, that's as true. we've learned well, from this round yeah. one performance. Um, I don't know. I mean, you looked at Lever, even in the grand final, when he got outmarked a couple of times by Jacob Townsend. Yeah, but everybody, let's be clear, everybody at Adelaide was playing terribly in that grand final. I mean, the, when the ball is coming in that many times, it's not... I understand, but teams seem to have found a way to exploit him by making him more accountable, right? Yeah, I think that's right. And if, maybe if we have a bit more defensive cover, we can get around that? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we don't want to overdo it on one game. We both think Lever's going to be a gun. Yeah. But it just was a little bit of a worrying start, given I think Geelong's not all that great. I mean, Lever was getting beaten by the debutante, Radigalia. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is very, very underwhelming. And di- I know you watched uh, Jack Watts with a little bit of interest. I did. I mean, I'm happy for Jack. It, he had a great game. But, you know, I guess that's the thing. It's, it's, Port is one of those teams, right? We've discussed this. They're the, probably the best downhill skiers in the competition. Right. So, you know, they're incredibly good at winning on a flat track. But they never beat a team in the top eight last year. So, right. you know, it's a little bit unclear. True. And the test for Watts is not going to be, can he kick five goals against some rubbish team in uh, Adelaide? Exactly. Uh, when it doesn't matter, when they're winning by 60 points. Right. Yeah. Um, it but was the watching our forward line with that Tom McDonald. And so and... dysfunctional with bad finishing skills. Like, yeah. it just it did slightly break my heart. I'm yeah, not yeah, lie. yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, look... Long term, I'm sure it'll be a good decision. I'm sure it won't be, but that's all right. We'll just <laughs> still keep ruining the day that we got rid of Watts. It's just, it's just. But you know, I think that maybe Jones is right. Uh, he was on the he was on on the couch the other day, and I think he was right. It was just probably the best for him, you know, right. as a person. I mean, that's the thing. Like Watts was probably always going to be unhappy and you know, sort of the whipping boy and bullied at Melbourne, and it's probably just better for him if he gets out. So you know, and maybe better for the club in some ways. Right, that's true. Um, all right, let's move now to the famous Rowan Bale Award for Most Underrated Performance, which is back in 2018. Yeah, so well, yeah. please let us know if you think that these segments are um, interesting and you enjoy them. Oh, <laughs> Kieran, Kieran thought of the Rowan Bale segment. So let us know if you think that we should be uh, introducing some <laughs> new segments. Why don't you bring podcast. a segment to the table? I brought the Damien Barrett Award. You did not bring that. I'm sure I you, did. You brought no segments to the table. Well, let us know. You do brought you a second from, voice. Do you, prefer sure. the, do you prefer the Damien Barrett Award or the Rowan Bale Award? Okay. Well, we don't need your feedback on that. I'm going to give the segment. It's my segment. Okay. Um, so this week, Mitt. Yeah. All the classic Rowan Bale contenders were pretty mediocre. So we had Nibbler, oh, who threatened, some of his... <laughs> threatened to be top five in the Brownlow medal after the preseason. I know. And, uh, Do you know what? He kicked a couple of really good goals, and it, but it no, was not... one was like a pass that I think fell through. The other one was good. The other one was good. Look, it wasn't a great game from Nibs. I, I love him, Nibs. but it was not a great game from him. Yeah, Nibs wasn't great. Um, milkshakes? 
Probably. Yeah, milkshakes. It wasn't his best game this week. It really wasn't. Hannon, I mean, he had one good goal, but that was it. Hannon, did he kick one goal? Two. Uh, did he? Yeah, I don't remember. But he was threatening to do what he often does, which is nothing for the whole game. And, and then, then finally in the last quarter, he and, turns up. Yeah, and he did a bit, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, it really wasn't. I thought I thought Salem was really poor. Probably my biggest disappointment. I mean, week. Salem also, you know, he did sort of get... With, they thought he might have been He might have been injured. But he wasn't. Yeah. But, I mean, he turned out he had a sore neck, I think. Right. And he got injured pretty early in the game. I remember there was actually a long period of time where I think people were... You, I remember you were like, is Salem still playing? Right, right, right. And I have to be so, honest, I guess not being at the game, maybe he was off the ground for long periods. But yeah. he was practically unsighted. He, after that injury, 100%. We didn't yeah. really see him at all. I mean, I think that this week it probably has to go to Harms. I think Harms really lifted in the second half yeah. um, and performed really well. But I think that... Yeah. Harms was good. Harms, Harms showed a lot, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think he was he was solid. He was, you know, he lifted. But, yeah, all of our second-tier players, it's just, they no, just it was, proved they were second-tier. Yeah, they, they did this week. It was, it was a bit unfortunate because... You know, the reality is, is for this team to have any chance this year, all the second team players have to actually start right. playing out of their skin. Yeah. Um, otherwise, they just get a bit exposed. And so it did really look as if, you know, there was just too much of an, you know, sort of too much work being done by too few. Right. Um, okay. Well, let's turn to this week's game, which is now a danger game against the Lions. It always is, right? Yeah. So who comes in, Kieran? I mean, clearly Tyson's going to come in. I don't think there's sure. any doubt about that. No doubt and about that. And I think that. Maynard's clearly going to go out. Yeah, I feel sorry for Maynard. I do. I just, I really feel like, I just, there's something about him I really like. Yeah. I think I like his attitude. Yeah. He's a very good tackler. He's got a real appetite for the contest, but it's just a bit unfortunate that. He's just a developing player. He's not there yet. But yeah. I, I don't think he's in our team. No way. And then there's another few people. I mean, I think Gus will probably get a go. I think so. Um, I mean, there wasn't a Casey game on the weekend. No, but it's a bit frustrating. But that, but that's true. But I think I think he'll go come back in. What do you think about people like Bug? Well, I don't know. Our forward line was really mediocre. It was so dysfunctional. And maybe Bug could add a little bit of forward pressure. I'm not quite sure whose spot he takes though. I mean, Fridge deserves another go. Oh, for sure. Garlet, they're obviously going to persist with. Garlet is Garlet can frustrate you, but I think yeah. that you know, given that we just have such an absence, particularly after losing Watts, of good kicks, I just yeah. particularly in the forward line, I just don't think that now is the time to get rid of some of the few good kicks in the forward line. Oh, we're not going to, but we need much more forward pressure than that. I mean, I agree with that. I, yeah. I think that's definitely true. I guess in theory you could drop a Hannon or something, but I really like Hannon. I think we're gonna give him a bit more time. Yeah. I would have liked to see him in the midfield a little bit more, like we had in the preseason. Yeah, I agree. I think he adds a bit there. So I don't think Bug will come in. I mean, Frost, I don't really know if this week... I don't think this week is the week for Frost. Just yeah. given that I don't think that, uh, you know, I don't think that Brisbane's forward line have the big bear types that usually demolish us. So right. I think that maybe next week is probably the time that they should bring him back in. Right, right, right. So there's, no, ben Brown. so there's no one really demanding to come in. I mean, I guess Gus, Gus maybe for Wagner or Salem. No, no way. There's absolutely no way that they're going to drop Salem. Nor should they. Well, you just don't get rid of your classy ball users unless you're not. He had like 11 possessions. Yeah, but Kieran, I think he was in injured. Field. I think he was injured. Okay, okay, but if he's injured, maybe he'll miss out as well, right? Like, oh, we just, aren't you looking yeah. forward to that? Okay, so I think Gus comes in for Wagner or Salem. That's probably it. You probably don't want massive changes. It's more about getting these players to play. Well, that's it, and have some continuity. Should. I agree yeah. with that, and starting to improve people, which yeah. is why another reason I don't think now is the time to get rid of Salem. It's all about about Salem for you. Lover boy Salem with his 11 possessions. (laughs) Um, So, Nitz, do we win this game? They've lost Daniel Rich, um, who's 
you know, a bit of a flat track bully, but still handy. And they've lost, lost Robinson. Well, I mean, I would have preferred it if Zorko wasn't playing. That would have made my life a bit better. But, right. you know, I think we, I hope so, but I don't really know. It's, it's a 50 50 It's a 50 50 yeah. game. Honestly, I'm very unconfident when it comes to Melbourne's prospects this season. Yeah. This is exactly the type of game that could just be the classic disappointing loss. And, you know, there's all these like articles in the newspapers being like, has Melbourne even improved? And, Goodwin under pressure. I'll tell you what, if we do lose this week, Goodwin will come under a lot of scrutiny. Yeah. He will. But I don't know. Maybe it's just unfounded hope. But I think we're going to win this. I think we'll win this by a decent margin. I mean, look, I think we should. But you just never know with this team. That's the thing. You can never really safely tip this team. You can't safely tip it. But I'm hoping for Hogan to come back to form. Yeah. Um, I think this is a huge game for him. I mean, it's not a, not the greatest backline in the world. Well, actually, I kind of disagree with that. Some of their young kids are good. Are going to be but really kids, good, right? But like Harris Andrews and McStay. And okay, if Hogan, and all if these Hogan can't beat the, the Harris Andrews types, then we're not going to be a top five team. I, I agree hoped, with that. Right? I agree with that. I mean, this, that's the test. I Honestly, think, I think Harris Andrews is actually much better than you think he is. No, I, think, I think they're both good, but. We're meant to be a serious team. They're, they're no, still going to be vying for, I don't know, 14th or 13th or something. I just couldn't, I'm just imagining, like, Dane Beams just completely tearing us apart. Well, that's another reason why we might want to play a tagger. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's I worry about, about Beams. He's clearly, I think, the best midfielder on the ground. I mean, maybe you'd say Clary, but Clary's more an inside player. Oh, no, Dane Beams is incredible. Right. He's a gun. So, I don't know. I think we should consider tagging him. And then Hipwood against Oscar... Whereas, I mean, Oscar did fine against Hawk. I just don't think that Hawk, Oscar has Hawk. the agility of Hipwood. Right, right. Oscar, like, Hipwood will around do. him. Well, no, that's true. I love Hipwood. Yeah. Okay, so look, based on nothing, well, I've just probably, got a feeling we're going to win by 30 points. What have you got? I think, I think we will win. But everybody, I'm quite a negative Melbourne supporter now. Because now. I just, well, not now. As in always. <laughs> usually because, said cheery. Well, because you can never tip this team with any confidence. Yeah. I saw the Essendon game two years ago. You can never tip this team with any confidence. That's true. That's true. So that's another week of deluded. We're already jaded. Okay, so it didn't take us too long, guys. But we'll come back to life after a right uh, after a rousing victory this week. I think. Right. Um, thank you for liking our Facebook page, uh, deluded, and for following us, us on Twitter. I've started tentatively the social media campaign with no support from the token social media manager Nita, who has not posted a single thing. I don't understand why that was meant to be my role. Okay. I just thought it was a strength of yours, but clearly not. He's trying to give me the run with t- roll as well. <laughs> I'm Gus in this instance. Um, so please keep following us and we'll improve our social media outreach. We also have a very exciting interview coming up with one of my favourite players, um, but I don't think we should announce that yet. No, we? please stay tuned for that. <laughs> so build the anticipation for which fringe Melbourne player we're going to be interviewing. <laughs> but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming, guys. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, so thanks so much for everyone for listening for this week. Yeah, and go Dees. Go Dees.